0: This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert (laughs) Dodaro.
1: And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, the founder of Prism Wealth Management. And this show is all about helping you, the people of Ohio, better understand what's going on there in the world of wealth, in the world of finances, what's going on in the economy, what's going on with inflation, stagflation, all these different things that you're dealing with and hearing in the news every day. We want to try and take it and relate it back to you, the people of Ohio, and how it's going. And, you know, this week we're kind of wondering, you know, Have you ever had that time where you needed help, right? Like there was a time where you looked out, you said, hey, I need help. And you reached out and asked someone for help. And they say, okay, I'm willing to help you. But the help they give almost feels like an insult, right? Like, you know, well, I, I needed this. And yes, I should be grateful for any help that I'm getting out there. But, you know, every now and then, sometimes it can feel a little insulting. Well, this week, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what the government's doing to help us with inflation. And and you can be the judge if you think it's going to genuinely help, or if maybe it's more of an insult. But as with me, as always this week, we've got uh, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing this week, Tony?
0: I'm doing great. Great to be here on the show with you guys today. Uh, I've had a crazy week, but uh, doing great. Uh, Just really enjoying spending time with family, but uh, concerned about uh, the financial situation. So I'm glad we're talking today, Robert, because I have a lot of questions for you about what's going on out there. I mean, the inflation numbers and the markets, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I think people are wondering what's up. Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, And it's always interesting. Like, you know, Tony, I mean, you've been laid up. You got a little sick, a little under
0: the weather and all that, right? And, you know, I was out for about a week with the COVID
1: yeah yeah it's it's gotten everybody I had it a little earlier this year as well too so you know it, it's making the rounds again but you know I mean imagine being home sick in bed and you you call your spouse and say hey can can you bring me some soup you know'm I'm, I'm really hungry right and i I feel I feel like I need a little something and they say, okay and when you're expecting soup you just get a packet of crackers instead right like right. how happy are you gonna be in bed? <laughs> I mean, well, at least you got crackers, right? I mean, you can't complain. You got some crackers, but you, you're really hoping someone might give you a little soup, you know, to feel better in there. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we're all dealing with in the economy right now, right? Oh, so, also with us this week, forgot to, don't want to forget about you there, Matt. Uh, we've got Matt Gilbert in here from the offices in Worcester. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. Matt, Matt's, Matt's the healthy one of the group. He's, he's you know, <laughs> knocking on wood and, you know, I don't know what he's taking, with supplements or anything else like that. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's going strong. So I don't know, Matt, can you think of any examples or any, uh, any times
2: where, you know, you've been, you've been looking for one thing, but you get another thing and it almost, you know. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, we have these supply chain issues. So buying yeah. anything right now, you're looking at your second or third choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I remember waiting nine months for my couch last year when we ordered it. I think that was, uh, the, the, that was the longest I ever thought I'd wait on a piece of furniture. I I, I know that as well. And, and and why we bring this subject up, folks, we, we know inflation is out there. We know gas prices are through the roof. And, you know, we're all out there looking for solutions, looking for things that Uh, you know, ultimately may push us in, uh, you know, a better direction moving forward. And so we found a great article from, uh, you know, the... the, Let's see. Oh, it was from uh, um, Market Watch, excuse me. Yeah, uh, and basically notifying us that the IRS has raised the mileage. You know, so every mile you drive with your employer, you get paid a certain amount per mile. Well, it was fifty-eight and a half cents, but to help out with the current spike in gas prices, uh, the government has raised it by four cents a mile to sixty-two point five cents uh, per mile that you drive. Uh, and yes, every little bit helps. Every little bit counts. But when gas prices are going up almost 5% per week, you know, this small increase doesn't really seem like it's going to do much to put a dent in things. Uh, and I don't know that it inspires confidence in people that things are going to be handled out there. Like I said, in some ways, it almost feels like an insult, given what's happening out there, that this is the limited response or that they feel like this little bit is, you know, a, a step in the right direction, right? Right.
0: Well, yeah, I would say so. You know, any little bit helps. It's almost like the cost of living adjustments, the Mm -hmm. COLAs for Social Security. Usually uh, they're laughable compared to actual cost increases, but they help. And so, like you said, every little bit helps. But they would need to raise it at least uh, fifty cents, <laughs> yeah. fifty cents well, a mile, to to really keep up with the cost of uh, vehicle vehicle repair and gas.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's that's another good example there, because anybody anyone who's listening out there that's on Social Security, you know, when you get those pay raises every year from your cost of living adjustments, uh, normally a good chunk, if not most of that increase, goes right back to Medicare. So again, that's one of those things where, you you, okay, yeah, they're doing something to help, but they're not really, you know, in the end, you're not that much better off than you were before. So, I mean, it wouldn't be like, I mean, if the IRS were like doing victory laps or something and like giving themselves a good pat on the back, that I might be a little bit more bitter. So I I don't see them doing that yet. Uh, And I think they understand that this isn't going to solve the problem or help anything out. Uh, And that's what I think a lot of people are worried about. You know, we recently had the, inflation report come out. um, And it was up, you know, I mean, a lot of people, we're wondering, we've talked about it on the show a couple times, like, is what the Federal Reserve doing by, you know, cutting, cutting their balance sheet, uh, increasing uh, Treasury, uh, increasing the interest rates out there? uh, Is that going to slow inflation down? And I think that what was really eye opening about the last inflation report was that it showed across the board, inflation is going down, the problem is the inflation on food and gas is going up so much that it's erasing the, the, the decrease on the other things and just making inflation go up. So it is about food. It is about gas. It's about making, you know, things, you know, making the daily lives of the American people a little bit better. Uh, and ultimately if we don't see things that start inspiring confidence that the government and the federal reserve can handle these things, you know, it's going to get uglier out there as time goes by. I mean, that's, I, I think I think most people would agree with that statement.
2: Here's my question. So if gas prices are going up, your morning commute is getting more expensive, is this going to accelerate the great resignation? It could. I mean, working from home might be more,
1: uh, you know, advantageous for people as well, too. Uh, I mean, there's going to be all sorts of changes that happen because of this and in, in work life dynamics, or it's going to require people to be paid more, you know, in there, too, and have wages go up as a result. Uh, and we'll see as wage reports come out this year, if wages can actually keep pace with inflation. So far, they have not been able to. Uh, I mean, under the last administration, they were actually, uh, you know, pay was out exceeding inflation. Uh, But we'll see if that, you know, uh, you know, if we can get back to those ways moving forward, And it's going to be tricky. And, you know, the thing that I want most people listening out there. So if you're listening and you're looking at all these things happening, wondering, you know, about paying your bills, enjoying your life in retirement, you know, is your money going to run out because of this? All those scary thoughts that are in there, you know, the best thing that you can be doing is taking steps in the right direction. Doesn't matter how big of a step, positive steps. Every little positive step adds up to where when you look back, you'll be amazed at how far you get. We all, we all heard this before. So, you know, realistically, when you're looking at your future and where you want to be in the future, you have your ideal future and then you kind of have the, the crisis future where, you know, everything's on fire and you're, you're, you're kind of running around screaming, right? The, 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 the beautiful sunset versus panic, right? Now, successful people, you know, what you'll find with successful people and the difference between going towards your ideal and going into this crisis situation is that successful people make decisions, right or wrong, good or bad. They look at the information they have, they make decisions and they move forward. And then they adjust course later to keep trying, staying on track with their goals. So a lot of people out there are kind of in a panic freeze right now. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what's going on. And they, you know, so they're just, you know, hunkering down as best as they can. uh, When in reality, this is the time where you should be looking at things. I mean, is it going to get worse? How bad are you know, how badly am I exposed right now? Should I be making some changes? What are some positive steps I can take in my plan to move forward? And this is exactly why we do the Clear Retirement Solution. This is our complimentary, comprehensive review that we do with people who come and meet with me in either my Worcester or Wadsworth office. The whole goal and the whole idea is to give you a clear picture of where you stand right now in relation to where you want to be in the future. What are your goals Are you on track for them? What red flags do we see along the way as well? Where should your attention be focused as we're moving towards these goals? It's there to give you a clearer picture of where you stand right now in terms of all five key areas of planning for retirement, whether it be income, investments, tax efficiency, healthcare, or legacy. So we're there to give you a top-to-bottom review and tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly about how you stack up in all of these key areas of planning. And all you need to do to start this complimentary review is call 330 804 0123.
0: Again, that's 330-804-0123. All right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I I just think uh, that it's interesting uh, to note that if people are concerned right now with the economy and the markets uh, and inflation, uh, they really need a plan in place and need to be proactive, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole point is, is that you have to take steps, you have to make decisions uh, and, you know, keep moving forward as best as you can. Now, every now and then you're going to make a wrong decision. Okay. I mean, there's no, name me one successful person out there uh, that doesn't have a long list of failures to go with their name, right? Like every successful person has experienced failure. They keep plugging away, they keep trying, keep doing new things. I mean if you're sitting there and you're doing nothing right now, I mean, imagine, and it may feel this way. Trust me. I understand if you say this, but I mean, imagine for a second, if whenever there was a major crisis in the world, all of our world leaders just said, okay, well, as long as we do nothing, everything should work itself out. Right. (laughs) Like who, who would, who would believe that's a viable strategy?
0: Yeah, Right. Like who, you know, how often does doing nothing lead you to your ideal circumstances. Yeah, you can't stick your head in the sand, especially right now regarding your financial mm-hmm. future.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so this is why, you know, when I always, the bad times are always more enlightening. I talked with Matt about this in the office pretty regularly and that, you know, this is the time to see if all all the work, all the planning, everything you've done is actually working the way you designed it to during these times, it's not all, like I mean you can you can run they're called stress tests. A stress test is where you take someone's portfolio, put it into a software, and then say, okay, well, how would this portfolio react if we went through the Great Recession again, or uh, if we, you know, had a nuclear war breakout? Like you can create fake scenarios and see how a portfolio would react. It's kind of like going through a flight simulator, right? And you know, pilots will tell you that working on a flight simulator is necessary it helps you it gets you know it does help out but it's not the same thing as going through it in real life right like there there is a difference in there so when we're in these times it's the perfect time to look back and say what have we done well what areas are we struggling in how can we get better moving forward and i think if everybody starts focusing on those things and starts focusing on what decisions can i make right now to improve myself and improve my circumstances then you know, we're going to start moving in the right direction again. You know, ultimately, we can't control what the leaders do or anything else out there, but we can control what we do with our personal lives. So if you want to start getting organized, if you want to start building that plan to help you, you know, figure out where you stand and where, you know, where you are in relation to your goals for retirement, remember, all you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. But we'll be right back in just a moment with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and
0: podcast in just a moment. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prison Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEW LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Matt Gilbert and our host, Robert Dodaro. Robert, great show so far today. Uh, I know there's a lot out there to talk about. And you mentioned to me off air uh, some you saw an article about credit card use.
1: Yeah, so we found a good article from CNN about how credit card usage is ramping back up. So we've also talked about this. You know, the reason why uh, inflation may be higher is because a lot of people, when we got all those stimulus checks and everything, people paid off their debts. They saved the money to be in a better position to be able to afford things when the economies reopened back up. So part of the driving force behind inflation is that. But now that things are swinging the other way, we're starting to see credit card usage go back up. And I believe what they pointed out to was that, uh, you know, in the month of March earlier this year, they estimated $52.4 billion increase in the amount of credit cards uh, and credit card debt out there. It was revised downward to $47.3 billion, But when you look at it, credit card debt was just around $1.1 trillion in the United States. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's massive. And I think it's funny, Matt, I I mean, you've read a few of these articles in the past too, but you know, when you, when you look at credit card usage, uh, you know, they, they, they want you to use credit cards, you know, they, and so if you're not using credit card, they look at that as a negative on you as well.
2: And that's something that was kind of interesting about this article. It really didn't talk about credit card debt per se. Mm -hmm. It's just saying that the usage is going up, so could that be reflected in the prices of things going up for the people that pay their credit card off every month? Yeah, yeah, I mean it could be reflected in there as well too. I think that's
1: that's a possibility of what's happening. But the uh, the the thing is, is that some people do pay off, and there is a a, a revolving debt. There is always that, and. Uh, Leverage is important, folks. Let me let me just explain. Like, you know, it's okay if you're using credit cards or your equity loan or anything else uh to, you know, improve your circumstances as well, but you have to do it in a measured way. You don't want to take unnecessary risks. This is why when oh eight and oh nine happened, so many people saw themselves in trouble is because they over leveraged. They took out too much debt in there. So some debt is healthy, too much debt is a bad thing. And I think what the article is telling us is, is that. We're not at the point where we have too much debt out there. Uh, But definitely people are relying on credit cards more and more right now to make sure they can pay for their gas and pay for their food. So that's not surprising given the increases in prices that we've seen across the board. Uh, Most things are more expensive now. It's pretty shocking when they're not.
0: (laughs) So, Well, yeah, that's true. It is. So, yeah, I guess, you know, when prices start to go up, People start putting vacations back on credit cards and things.
1: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's that. I mean, like I said, I really think it is food and gas more than anything yeah. right now. Uh, and people just trying to pay those bills. And it is more lower income people that are going to feel the sting more right now because of that, because normally that's where you're seeing higher interest rates on credit cards uh, and, and everything. So this is why, like, usually when young people come with me or when when my clients want me to meet with their kids or their grandkids to help them out, uh, you know, first thing Thing I'm, I'm finding out about, or one of the first things I'm finding out about is how much money they actually have saved in the bank and checking and savings. Uh, you shouldn't be investing. You shouldn't be doing any of those things until you have a pretty solid emergency fund built up. So that way that it when bad things happen or you lose your job or inflation or any of these other things happen, you have extra money available to you quickly to help kind of steer the ship and right the ship uh, along the way. And only once you have that, that emergency fund, then start looking at investing or 401ks or any of those other things. It's also another reason why I'm not for the the mandatory 401k contribution rules that you're seeing more and more of the government doing there. So until people have actually like saved enough money in their short term, they're not in a position where they can, like, I mean, if you put anything in your 401k, you have to assume you're not touching that till age 60. So you can't be able to save for you know 30 years from now if you can't afford to pay next week's bills, right? Like it doesn't make sense to put anything off long term unless your short term is handled. So you want to build that emergency fund, that cushion. So that way, when bad times happen, hopefully you're not relying on the credit card right now. But for some people, you know, th- that may not be an option. They may not have had that emergency fund uh, in there as well.
2: So you like like a Dave Ramsey where you start with a smaller emergency fund just to have it there and pay down debt? Well, I mean, it depends on the debt.
1: I think Dave would even say that I'm not I'm not a big fan, but uh, realistically, the uh, the reality of it is, uh, you have to look at the interest rates, you have to look at your your monthly budget and, you know, your flexibility. Uh, sometimes everyone's always like, well, pay off the highest interest rate first. Well, yeah, most of the time that's probably true, but there's always exceptions to the rule. Uh, for instance, I go back, this was uh, years ago, uh, I was, uh, trying to pay off, you know, I had student loan debt, I had a, a vehicle that I was paying on, and I had my home that I was paying on. And so the, uh, uh, the, the student loan debt was actually a higher interest rate than my car. Uh, and in fact, the student loan was the highest interest rate out there. So logic would have said pay that off. However, I only owed a few thousand dollars on my vehicle and paying that off quickly freed up about an extra $500 a month for me. So r- my plan was pay off the vehicle first, even though it was a lower interest rate, free up to $500 a month in my budget which I could then take and start paying towards my student loans or other things and kind of snowball the debt. So you have to evaluate it. There's a lot of different factors that go into the order of paying things off and what you should do. But yeah, you wanna, if you have extra savings, you wanna either be putting it towards debt or building that emergency fund. You can always divide and conquer. And a lot of times that's what I'm recommending with people when we meet is, all right, we found a way to get an extra $250 a month into your pocket through tax planning and other things. With that $250, you need to build your emergency fund and you need to pay off this debt. Why don't we just split it? Put 125 into savings, take 125 and add it to your debt payment until you can pay this off. You know, so the, the, the
2: good news with money is that you can divide it up. It doesn't have to be all one bucket. So you're telling me there's no cookie cutter approach to this. That's why we are individualized with our plans for our clients. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, don't, I think life can't be cookie cutter. I mean, they're, they're, there's too many
1: variables. There's too many unknowns. Uh, and it, it, if you keep going the same direction as everybody else, eventually you fall off the cliff right? I mean, that's just the, the, the way and the nature of things. Uh, it, you have to look out for yourself. Now, realistically, we're, we're here to help. I mean, that's that that's the point of the company. That's the point of the business. And that's why Matt said, we, we don't do cookie cutter. We want to look at your circumstances. And it's why the Clear Retirement Solution is customized to your circumstances. Uh, everyone in walking in the door is in a different spot in life, in a different position for what they need to do. Uh, and we're here to kind of help figure those things out. Uh, I Can't tell you, you know, it's always a good feeling when people leave the office and you know they've actually got their questions answered. Like they came in with concerns about this, and we're able to sit down and look at the numbers and just give them an honest assessment of where they stand, the good or the bad. You know, I mean, most people, when you're in a bad situation, you normally know it, right? Like you're not, you don't need you don't need someone else telling you. But, you know, when we put when we put the information out there, if we can find ways to help you move forward or move things around. Around uh, we do and so I'm just thinking back this was just last week as a matter of fact I was meeting with a couple um I was meeting with a couple who, uh, you know, ultimately had some financial concerns. You know, they've had health issues. Uh, they're not married now. They're on their, you know, they're they're both divorced and not remarried to each other, which is common later in life. Uh, and his concern is he's had health issues. And he just wanted to make sure that his lady was taken care of should something happen to him. Uh, and what options would she have? So we spent a good amount of time just going through what they had, what their choices were, if, if they got married, if they didn't get married, what this would mean for them picking up social security benefits here, but losing benefits over there, uh, you know, what what the differences would mean and ultimately what different paths they would have, whether it's something happening to them now or, you know, them being retired for a long time as well. And, you know, the, the point of it is, you always have stress when you have questions, but you don't have answers. That's, that, that, that's the one thing. Like if you're worried about something and you don't know what the answer is, your anxiety goes up, you stress more. But as soon as you start getting knowledge and information that help you answer some of those questions, good or bad, you start to feel better. You know, and that's really what we're looking for. And that's really what we try and help people with as we go through is, you know, go through the clear retirement solution is looking at those things. What are the red flags that we see? What are the things that could cause big problems in the future for you if you're not paying attention? Whether you have a lot of money or a little money, you know, ultimately the concerns are different, but the reality is the same. We don't or the problems are the same. We don't want to end up broke. We don't want to end up in a situation we don't want to be in later in life. And so that's where knowledge comes in handy and comes in in, into play more so than anything else. But, you know, when you look at credit card debt, when you look at, you know, uh, cost of food, cost of gas going up, when you look at all these different things, uh, you start to wonder, okay, what's it going to take to turn this around? Right. I think that's that's really the big question on everybody's mind right now. And I don't know what the world governments are going to do, what our governments are going to do, what you know, what the, the big events of the world. No one can plan those out. No one's got a crystal ball there. Okay, but what I do know you can do is start making decisions. Okay. Start building plans, making decisions, figuring out what options you have before you so that way you can make decisions and start moving forward with your goals, with your life. And as you plan, you know, just like any good plan, you look for the flaws, right? Like what okay, well that's nice. This assumes everything goes well for the next ten years, but what if they don't? right? Like what if bad things start happening? What sort of options do I have? Okay. Well, if you have no options, you might be stressed about that. But when you find out, maybe you have three or four different options for dealing with that. Oh, okay. I didn't realize I had those options. All right. Now, if that happens, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable knowing what to do. Okay, great. You know, so that that's the idea. That's the plan. Knowledge you want to have that to help you out. If you build a plan, you write it down, and then you can start testing the plan, and figuring and
2: figuring out what weaknesses you have and how you should be moving forward with your plan. So you're talking about decisions and you're helping our clients and prospects make decisions. What are some of those common decisions during a time like this with possibly stagflation, inflation, mm-hmm. Maybe a recession around the corner. Well,
1: I mean, and so I know most people are like, well, my portfolio is down. I shouldn't make any changes. But there are plenty of changes you could be making in your portfolio. There are parts of the market that I don't like moving forward that I think that if you're in these things, you're probably not going to see a great recovery as where there are other sectors of the market that I think are going to perform better moving forward. So how do we reposition ourselves? How do we reposition our portfolio to ride through the storms, uh, but also to keep us on track for our goals? uh you know, what products can we use? What choices can we use? At the same time, you've got to be able to go through and look at your budget, you know, it, it, look at how much money you're spending per month look at what you're spending it on. Are there things you can cut out? Those monthly subscriptions will eat you alive. I bet if you go through your bank statement, you will find a few charges that you're being charged for services that you thought you had canceled or don't even use anymore and don't even need anymore. But you could save that money in there. So you got to look for cuts in the budget. You got to figure out, should you be making any changes in your portfolio? Uh, And then ultimately, at the same time, look to see if there's any other ways that you can get some extra revenue coming in right now. Uh, I mean, we all know there's plenty of jobs available out there, so maybe you can get some extra side revenue coming in. Uh, Tons of different ways there. But, you know, we'll we'll pick back up on this thought. I know we're about out of time for our regular show. We're going to come back with the podcast bonus segment here in just a moment. But thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Wealth of Ohio show. We will be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast
0: in just a moment. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Nadaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call
3: 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are Accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio
0: podcast. This is the bonus segment for podcast listeners. And uh, Robert, you were on a roll there uh, talking about uh, giving some tips uh, and what people can do and what we need to be aware of, especially right now with rising inflation and everything that's going on. So uh, where do you want to kick off the bonus segment?
1: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, it it is important for people to understand. uh, And we've talked about this on the past few weeks, or actually, we've been been talking about this for the last 18 months, uh, realistically, in that. There's inflationary concerns, there's deflationary concerns, and there's stagflation concerns out there. And, and in a way, all of these things are happening to different extents right now. I know, um, you know, deflation. We're probably not having much of that out there right now, but there are products that aren't become that aren't as valuable as they once were. Like a lot of the tech products out there that we needed in 2020 aren't as valuable as they are today. That the world has kind of reopened. Uh, at the same point in time, we all know. things are getting more expensive with inflation. But we've talked about stagflation, and this is the one that most people overlook because it hasn't happened since the 1970s. So people tend to forget about these things. Too much time goes by, and then history starts to repeat itself. Inflation or Stagflation is where you have inflation during a recession with job loss. So the only reason we're not in stagflation right now is because we haven't had job losses. We've had the uh, you know I, I mean we're basically in a recession right now. I mean the government hasn't admitted it yet, but any I don't think anyone's going to be surprised when the the next GDP report comes out at the end of July and says second quarter was negative. So two negative quarters 20% drop in the market, uh, you know, with inflation going on. I, I, I would say it's even stagflation right now. But the employment numbers are really the the one positive out there right now. So when these things happen, there's, there's all kinds of concerns. There's all kinds of things you should watch out for. Uh, and there's all kinds of opportunities. I mean, this is, you know, we go back to talking about making decisions. Look for the opportunities out there. We've talked about I-bonds in the past. No one's bought an I-bond in over 20 years. The I stands for inflation. Okay. Just, just for our listeners out there. So inflation hasn't been a problem for 20 years. So no one talked about them. Now that inflation's back up, everybody's like, Hey, what are the, what are these, what are these? And we've done shows on them. You can go to our website, myprismwealth.com and click on the radio link. There's all kinds of shows there uh, where we talk about different topics and everything. But the one thing I think that we've both found pretty curious is, um, you know, the rates on indexed annuities have just gone through the roof in the past couple months, uh, (laughs) you know, with it. I mean, so... Indexed annuities, just for our listeners, the idea is simple. Uh, The insurance company keeps you protected when the market goes down, so you don't lose any money when the market goes down. However, when the market goes up, they want you to split the growth with them in in several different ways. They have different ways of slicing and dicing it, Uh, but the idea is simple. The insurance company will take the risk, and in exchange, whenever there's growth, you need to split that growth with them reasonable deal, at least a reasonable proposal that's worth considering uh, for many people, especially if you're trying to retire and you need income. But one of those ways that they grow your money is called an annual cap on the S&P 500. So a cap just says at the end of one year, if the S&P grows, uh, then you get, say, the first 4%. At the beginning of 2022, four, four and a half percent was about the best cap you were going to find out there at that time, right? Fast forward to now, and you're seeing eight and a half caps. You're seeing caps, you know, seven, eight percent caps in different products out there. Rates have almost doubled in just a few short months. So just like I-bonds have gone through the roof, there are other products out there that are doing better. You still want to do your homework on all these things. Look at the different companies. Find the product that is right for you. This This is why we're independent. We work with multiple companies, so that way we can find the right product for someone. But just because the market's down doesn't mean there aren't opportunities out there. So, you need to be looking for those opportunities and making decisions about whether or not they make sense for you moving forward. And I think that's the biggest thing that if you're listening to this show and podcast today, we want you to take away is that you need to be looking at your situation and you need to be looking at what decisions
2: you can make to improve that situation as best as you possibly can. It's kind of like Warren Buffett always says, always say, says that be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you have to look at that. I, I mean, and who knows, I mean, it, it, people who call and they're worried about the market dropping and saying, should I move to cash? Right. My, my question inevitably is, okay, when do you want to get back in? Because the market's been dropping since December, it's been dropping for seven months and you're just now noticing it to the point where you want to do something. Okay. well, when the time comes to buy back in, are we going to wait another seven months after that time before we buy back in? Because if that's the case, you're probably going to do more harm than good. So whenever you're selling, whenever you're buying, you have to decide when you're going to get back up on the horse again. okay, and when you or when you want to get off the horse, if you're buying in, you know, uh, I I remember earlier this year, uh, one of our clients had a a company stock that they didn't want to sell. And the stock was down at that point, and they didn't want to sell it. So they said, we're going to wait for the price to get back up hundred about $131 a share, and then – then I'll look at selling the position. So we waited, we watched, and actually it wasn't that long. It was only a few weeks later where the stock was back up at 131. So I gave him a call and I said, hey, I know you said you wanted us to sell at 131. It's, it's there right now. Uh, honestly, I think the stock has more room to run. I think it's going to go on a bigger run for a little while here. Do you want me to sell it or do you want me to hold it? And he's like, yeah, actually, I kind of think like it's going to go on a run too. So we left it alone. And, and sure enough, it, it actually Went on the run. We were right. You know, you're not always right, but it, it feels good when you are. Uh, you know, we were right. It kept going on a run, but again, didn't didn't decide to sell it. Didn't want to sell it or anything else like that. So fast forward another few weeks, and now instead of being up at like 148, it's back down at 125 in there. So you know, it's one thing, the market is so tricky. The market will play with your emotions more than anything else. This is why when we talk about, you know, things you can do uh, in there, uh, you have to be, you know, mindful of what options you actually have. And, you know, making changes in the market, I don't want anyone, if you're listening out there, I know I've said you need to make changes. Don't make changes you don't understand. Okay, first and foremost, you know, if someone can't explain it to you in a way that you understand that you actually do feel it is in your best interest and better for you, do not make any changes at that point in time. Because, again, it's one thing to do nothing in drift, but it's another thing to paddle backwards, you know, as well too. And if you don't know what you're doing, you could be paddling forward, you could be paddling backwards. You you don't know. So you do need that help. You do need that guidance. This is why our clients call us, you know, and we talk to them about what's going on, what changes we have already made and how we've positioned them, you know, to to ride through the storms that we're riding in. But ultimately, if they still want more changes, what choices they have because you need to understand your choices and make the one that makes you feel the most comfortable moving forward.
2: So basically you're saying that you want to make a decision and one of those decisions can be doing nothing. Well, yeah. Sometimes you look at things and everything <laughs> looks
1: good. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of times I've met with people, done the clear retirement solution and said, Hey, you look good. You know, by the way, you're, you're doing a lot of things, right? There's a couple small tweaks that I would make, but overall you're, you, you're moving in the right direction on a good ship and, you know, uh, going the way that you would want to be going. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but, you know, you, you, so you want to at least do the diligence, Right. Like it goes back to even, you know, elementary school and junior high and all that when you were in math class and you knew the answer, but they still made you show the work. Right. You know, same thing. You got to be able to show your work and do the diligence on these things. Otherwise, you're not to say you will make a mistake just that the odds of making a mistake go up when you don't do the diligence as well. And so this is where, you know, coming in, doing a comprehensive review, uh, and I think most people, anyone who's gone through the Clear Retirement Solution process with us, whether they have become a client or not, uh, I, I, I haven't surveyed everybody, so I don't have official results, but overwhelmingly, you will find that you will learn things you will get questions, you will get answers. I can't answer every question. I don't know everything about everything. I'm not going to act like I'm omnipotent or something like that. But when people come in and they need help figuring out when to take Social Security, what Medicare options make sense for them, how much income they can get in retirement, is it okay to retire now? You know, a lot of these questions are questions that when we go through the process of the Clear Retirement Solution, we're going to be able to answer those for you. So you want to take a look at these different options, look and see what's available to you you and ultimately starts making, like I said, making decisions. Okay. If you're looking at your ideal future and you're looking at your crisis future, what do you think is going to help you more in getting towards your ideal future, doing nothing or making decisions? Okay. And I like the odds of making decisions, right? Like I, yeah, I, I have some friends who are those, you know, dumb luck friends like that do nothing. And magically everything seems to work out their way, no matter what they do. But I know they're the exception to the rule, right? Most of us know if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. So we have to build plans. We have to prepare. We have to have backup emergencies and emergency funds, different things out there that just are there to help out when life throws us a curveball. And this is what we do at Prism Wealth Management. Uh, in fact, actually, uh, this week, we still have a, a little bit of time left. If you would like to register, we have our upcoming tax workshop. We are going to be at the Schishler Center uh, in uh, at the OARDC here in Worcester. So it is Tuesday the 28th or Wednesday the 29th out at the Schishler Center uh, here in Worcester. Class starts at 6 o'clock, or sorry, workshop starts at 6 o'clock either night you can attend you don't need to go to both nights completely complimentary you can register on our website myprism, wealth.com. there's an events page you can click on to register or you can call 330 330- 804 123 Again, that's 330-804-0123. So whether you want to start learning more about taxes and how they could impact your retirement, or whether you're thinking you're ready for a full review and you're ready to retire and you need help, give us a call. That's what we're here for to help you on either of your paths. We want to help you with the information you need and do our best to answer your questions. So give us a call, 330 804 Zero one two three. But before we wrap up the show, I just want to say one last thing here. For you out there, if you're stressed, if you're worried about what's going on in the market, anything else, whether you give us a call or not, you know, the one thing I want you to be thinking about is what's one positive decision I can make to help improve my situation? Just be thinking about this week and trying to take that positive step. A great positive step would be calling us to help us build a plan with you, but Either way, whatever your planning is, whatever decision you can make to put yourself on the right path, focus on doing that this week. And as always, we'll be here to help you out with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast next time. And next week, we'll be back.